Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk. We hope you're doing well after a week off. You missed us. You have missed us so much. So much. Yes, you're nice and rested from spring break. And Do you uh, you think people just like listen to old Boggy Talks? I think they miss us so much they go back. Uh, We should have released a like Boggy Talks greatest hits, you know. We need to do that. (laughs) Compilation. Uh, It it might be a really short episode. Best of Boggy Talk. (laughs) That's right. Mm. uh, It'll be the other people we had talking, like all of our (laughs) guests. It'll be the ones where we had the guests. For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You doing okay today? Yeah, yeah. I feel I feel rested and feel ready to go. Yes, <laughs> ready to go. I know it's like yes, and you come back from like a week off of, of or time off from spring break. Yeah. You're saying this or a week, but a time off, and then you're like, oh man, it's Easter. It's I time know, to get I ready, know. get the ball rolling. I, and- I feel like in ministry, which for us is just all crazy right now because we're kind of understaffed and all that, and church has been growing. But you know, January's wild. Yeah. Um. And then February, March is like a little bit of the doldrums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You kind of get in a rhythm. And then, then you take the break. And then April, May, just the rhythms of ministry, Easter, yes. school. Uh, it's good. 100%. Summer's different. It's, it's, it's weird. It's a different busy. For Summer us. is weird busy. Yeah, yeah. So I think like internal wise, there's less, but there's just like, you'll go on a mission trip. You know, I go on a mission trip late summer. We have right. camps, all that stuff. Camps, kids' clubs. And yeah. And just, yeah. Exactly. And then the fall is just insane. It comes back. It yeah, all, yeah. it's like January. It builds in the again. fall. It does. To, to, and it builds to And Christmas. then December is different, dis- busy. December is a craziness. So yeah, yeah. here we are in the middle of you, March. You care. That's right. Thanks for Maybe listening. We yeah, just kind of yeah. debriefed. Yes, we did. Anyway, <laughs> like, so my point was that yeah. it's about to get crunk. It's about... <laughs> It's about to get crunk. All right, crunk. Mary J. Bly. Ooh, <laughs> oh, look at that. Look at that. Get our crunk up on. Yeah, All right. Yeah. So we should have that as like our, I, I probably copyrighted. Our, our new theme song. That's right. <laughs> Where, what is our theme song from? It is um, a track off of a website called Soundstripe that we use for video backing tracks. So oh, it's okay. just an instrumental track. I thought sounded upbeat. Yep. I can't up. think like, of anything. It's kind of like country-ish, like boggy-ish, you know. I listened for a while to find the right vibe for the for Did the you intro. really? I did, yeah. By so, a while, you mean three minutes? Uh, I three seconds. No, I'm just kidding. I just was, you know, read through. I was like, let's listen to a bunch. Oh, and wow. I, I settled on that one. Look at that. I felt Bi- like it was like the right vibe. You listen, know? we need to do an episode on behind this boggy talk. Yeah. Behind the, the bog. You know, yeah. Just like all the aesthetics that. that you just kind of like, oh, that feels this like way. how do we choose the voice of boggy talk right. and all that. Now so. that's a funny story because I was like, oh, we should have an intro. And Jordan Renna, who provides the intro voice, uh, was on worship team that time. And I literally had that idea about 10 minutes before worship team. And I said, Jordan, come here, record this really quick. And then she did because she's a pro and she has a great speaking voice. She does have a great speaking voice. She's a teacher, so she's mm-hmm. a great presenter, mm-hmm. all those she things. Is. So yeah. Yeah. Steve Ren, our administrator, he married well. She's she's a rock star. So since we're on this, I remember how Boggy Talk started is it was actually like COVID still. Yeah. And we were only that. having Sunday mornings. Yes. And so and we were like, hey, we just brainstorm ideas, ways to still connect with people and yep. talk about stuff and give people an avenue to connect. And and it's just continued due to yeah. due, due to high demand, of yeah. course. Part yeah. of it was that, again, going through books of the Bible, remember we were like, hey, there's some cultural issues we don't necessarily get to hit that yeah. probably should be hit. Mm-hmm. And so here's the avenue to do that. We actually plugged that at Discovery. Hey, right. Because somebody asked that question about, do you guys talk about these specific issues? We're yeah. like, Yes, with the text addresses on Sunday mornings and on Boggy Talk, yeah. we talk about this stuff. So yeah. little did you know hey, there's that you, go. you were there, gonna get you go. <laughs> the back the history of yes. Boggy Talk. Oh, well, the speaking, rich yeah, history. The, the rich, I mean the now three and a half year uh 
Oh no, three year history, not three. Yeah, it'll be three, three years, years this, this that's right. August, mm-hmm. right? That's right. Or this so July or something. Well, I don't know. I, when was that? Started yeah, it, 2020. Was, it was in the summer. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So, oh man, we'll have man. to have a. We'll have to have. It was a so long ago. Episode. We don't even remember. <laughs> that's right. Oh man, three year anniversary. That yeah. does feel like a long time. It ago. does. Still no sponsors. No sponsors. <laughs> so if you want to do something about that, you can be the first. <laughs> you can be sponsored the first. by Church on Bayshore. Hey, well, let's dive into what <laughs> we're right, talking about right, today. We right. got a topic. We got some questions. We had some good questions today. Yes, we do. And then we got a little Normally, game. they're bad. They're normally, you know, normally you guys give some really bad questions, but today, <laughs> you know, a few of you reached out with some good ones. Yeah. So uh, what we're talking about today is, uh, the topic is the the value of, of kids and student ministry. Uh, and specifically, we're going to talk about this as, uh, not just as pastors, but also as as dads, as papas, <laughs> as <laughs> papa, papa, uh, uh, who have kids in both kids and student ministry, and mm. why why we think it's important because uh, if you don't know this or not, there are some churches who uh, are. I wouldn't say they're not for this. There are, there are some churches who are so far as they're against student ministry and kids are, ministry yeah, that yeah. we are integrated totally all together, only. integrated mm-hmm. worship, and that's it. That's all we do. And uh, some churches only want old people going there. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't say that, but they, they, they but do. But they act that way. Yeah. Uh, and then there's some churches who um, I think would be more extreme in student ministry than than we are and that everything is compartmentalized. Like mm-hmm. even the Sunday Same morning, morning gathering. worship mm-hmm. gathering, mm-hmm. they have a separate one for students, a separate mm-hmm. one. Uh, and then and they're going to hell. No, no I'm just terrible. kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then there's, you know, what we have is kind of a, a hybrid model where we do place emphasis on uh, the discipleship of these groups. Yeah. We do have mm-hmm. a corporate worship service where students are definitely there. Kids are welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a kids worship uh, environment because we do think that that's important for, mm-hmm. to offer that for kids to learn on their level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's the debate about what is caught versus what is taught. And mm-hmm. uh so, uh, as not as a pastor, as, a, as daddy. a daddy, mm-hmm. as a papa, mm-hmm. why would you say you are for, or you appreciate or are thankful for kids in student ministry? Yeah, I think that, uh, primarily, um, I just need a break. From That's right. Kids. No, I'm just a break. You're like, please fix no, this. No, I, I. When we have preschoolers, that might have been true, but like as our kids are older, like we actually feel like we don't get enough time with our kids. Uh, so that's not really the motivation. I would mm-hmm. say that um, I think that it is great to have other voices uh, speaking into your child's life. And I don't think there's a right and wrong reason to do this. However, we have found that uh, typically uh, most communities aren't actually that communal. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, we don't have people over in our house all the time and we're not interact, you know, we're not getting home at five o'clock and all sitting on the driveway. Like that's just not life. And so, um, and specifically, uh, not in that communal with other believers, um, and more so actually now that our kids are older and they're in activities. So, so to me, it, it creates an opportunity for there to be another voice or voices uh, in our child's life, reinforcing the things that we're teaching. That's me as a Christian dad. Uh, I, I would say before I move on to like the kingdom perspective as a Christian believer, what would you say as a dad? I, I could that a hundred percent. I think um, it is great, especially as our kids get older, you know, in the middle school and, and high school years. Um, I think, you know, and as a parent, you know, we, you have, we have multiple kids in our house and so, and it's just like, 
because of my personality, because of their personalities, like we, with certain kids, I can easily connect on some things mm -hmm. and I can't, that doesn't change the fact that like the truth that I'm driving all of them to. But honestly, there's just going to be, there is appropriate times, I think, developmentally that my kids are like, they're going to hear something from me, but they're going to listen to the same thing from someone else just because yeah. that's what, that's what we do. Uh, and for them to hear things, not you know, reinforced to hear things reinforced, but also for them to have someone to go to, to talk to that they respect, um, mm -hmm. that can show them the heart of God, maybe even in ways that I can't because mm -hmm. of just because I'm one person and I can't represent God fully. Mm -hmm. Uh, the body of Christ is a picture of, you know, it's just, I really appreciate that. I think there's, um, I think back to my own experience growing up in a youth ministry that was, you know, significantly smaller than our student ministry, but there were adults who were my friend's parents who were leading our classes. And for me, that was a form, I think, even of accountability as mm, a student, mm, you know, like I mm, knew that they were watching mm. and, you know, in the community and, but also just encourage. I mean, these are the people that I invited to my high school graduation who, you know, prayed for me while I was in college, who, when I went into ministry, prayed over me, who still will send a note or, you know, a little comment on Facebook. You know, it's just, it, that it's it, the foundation that, of mm -hmm. community that's being laid for our kids in this mm -hmm. is beautiful. And yeah. I don't think it can be undersold. Or yeah. oversold, I yeah, should say. Yeah, absolutely. I would say that, you know, we want to create, when I say positive experiences, I don't mean like entertainment. I mean, like mm -hmm. this just positive feeling that children have from people who hold firm to the word, uh, but then love them. And I think, you know, we're all just trying to create that. And I, and I would say that in our culture that is more entertainment focused and is more secular, like this is needed even more yeah, uh, that we absolutely. would press in. And, and unfortunately, I think our church and, and, and I, Comparatively, our church is doing well, but most churches find people actually disengaging more from children's ministry than they did when we were young. And so, you know, I, I would really challenge all of our parents in our church, but any church, you should be involved in, in children's and student ministry specifically depending on where your kids are in some way. I, I just, I, as I think about the the people in our church, the Nelsons, the Barretts, you know, uh, the Waits, I mean, just people who I'm like, I hope we, our children uh, are where their children are, you know, and I hope um, we have the relationship they have with their children. Um, they were in, they were in yeah. and, um, and, you know, their kids, some of them great athletes. I mean, they did some sports, but they weren't gone regularly. They mm -hmm. would, they, you know, I, I think that's, that's something that I don't, I, I think it needs to be like important is um, I know like even in our church, there are parents who make it a priority to get their children to big student events. Right. And experiences, but don't make regular worship a priority. And I just think you're really dishonoring what the Lord's called you to mm -hmm. do there. I'm not telling you where the line is. I'm not saying four yeah. Sundays, eight Sundays. I'm not, I'm not saying, I, I think six, if you're missing one out of four times the whole year, like that, that's, that's a lot. I'm just saying. And mm -hmm. I think the average churchgoer attends church 1.4 times a year now mm -hmm. studies. I mean, a month, sorry. Yeah. I, I just think we are not. We are not in this when when that's a true statistic of our, our parenting. And so um, we just made it a priority. Like um, we want our children in regular worship as the scriptures tell us. And uh, we think others should be pressing in there. Um, I do think mm -hmm. in addition to that, this isn't as a pastor, as a dad who's a believer, um, 
also like other children are coming in who aren't being discipled by their parents and by engaging yeah. and ultimately engaging with the parents uh we're building the kingdom mm-hmm. and changing the course of of families and Absolutely. i think that's important yeah when this isn't when this isn't modeled at home when maybe a parent at home is nominally said would say they're a christian but it's nominal at best and and they're not pursuing this at home them our students, our kids experiencing that and seeing another guy, another man, another woman who are just passionate about the Lord, and it's not just a Sunday morning passion, but they are intentional. That it, it can be life changing for them. Be. I mean, it really can, and I think you know it. It can really change the trajectory of their own lives and their family. Mm-hmm. And I think going back to what you were just talking about, Paul Purvis said this at the a parenting conference, and I've heard it said before that you know we can, we should not be surprised if our kids. Uh, end up marginalizing the things that we don't prioritize. Like we can't, ex- mm. we can't expect kids to prioritize what we marginalize. Right. And so don't be surprised one day right. if our kids don't prioritize the Lord, uh, the church. If like we treat it as optional, yeah. or as we'll get to that one day when all right. the more important right. stuff is done. And again, like you said, it's not a legalistic thing of be here X times or you can only miss. But but honestly, we do have to say what is priority? Yeah. Uh, and priorities will mean other things will sacrifice. Yeah. I mean, it's just is that way. Yeah, I just, I just think, and again, I'm not getting this, but if you're like, Okay, Jesus said, don't forsake. I mean, the scriptures say, don't forsake the assembling of ourselves. You're like, okay, we hear that. But what did the travel coach say? Yeah. Like who are our children right. seeing is the Lord there? And again, I'm not saying that doesn't mean, you know, your children don't miss some because they're involved in sports and it's something they're passionate about. Like mm-hmm. we're not going there. So like if you're get if you're defensive about this, I really do feel like you're probably, uh, you know, where you're not, where you shouldn't be. And there, there's other things too, but what does the weather say? Right? Like, what does, you know, the boat say like, and again, that doesn't mean from time to time, but when people say like, well, I worship the Lord more when I'm out on the boat or whatever, like, I don't understand that. Like, I'm not saying that we don't worship when we're doing those things, but like, this is something the Bible says, like, I'm not telling you this honestly, I want you here to listen to me. Yeah. It's, honestly, it's what, honestly, as a pastor, if you're here less and still tithe, you're actually helping the church functionally better. Like, so I'm actually saying this out of unselfish reasons, mm-hmm. right? I'm saying this for you. Um, and then again, like, I'll just give you an example. Like, I truly believe that this would happen if I wasn't the pastor too. Just, I was serving kids ministry the other night and there's a kid, uh, comes from a broken home. Um, and you know, uh, his caregiver uh, is trying to do her best, just gotten back in church. I met her uh, through um, coaching. Um, and, uh, you know, here I am kind of praying for her and talking to her about what she's going through. And she's helping me know that. So I know where her son is. And I'm like, this, this is, this is beautiful. Like, this is children's ministry, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm ministering to both of them. And while I'm doing that, because there's adequate number of volunteers, I kind of like stepped outside the room and talked to her mm-hmm. for a few minutes, which I wouldn't be able to do if we were overwhelmed. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, if we all approach it with that mentality, it really is this great opportunity. I'm using children's ministry, but student ministry, it, there's so much like opportunity to speak into the lives of the students at mm-hmm. that point. Yeah. Well, I think it goes back about volunteering and serving. Let's kind of turn the corner there, but like, Serving it with students and kids and working with them is not burden; it's opportunity. Right, and I think people treat it like as something I have to do. That they keep asking me to do this. Man, this is an opportunity uh, to disciple people. Yeah. You know, the priority of every generation is the next generation. It's one of our values. Um, 
And we want to take advantage of this opportunity, yeah. you know, not this burden that we have to do this, but we get to do this. This is an opportunity to invest, to pour in the truth. Uh, and, you know, even if I would say even people who are talking about working specifically, serving in, in kids ministry or uh, in student ministry, if you feel like you're not great with kids, you know, it, I would say like one, there's things you can be coached in and taught, but honestly, like kids just want you there and yeah. and it's good like you don't have to be the pied piper you don't have to right. be the person who can get up and do crazy dances there may be the one kid in the back who needs to, yeah, I, I am you but, are you know yeah. like but there may be that one kid who just needs you to sit with them in the back and that's needed just as much as the person who's corralling right. the 50 up front uh and that's the same in student ministry i think there's just such incredible opportunity and so i would just encourage you if you're one, you got to be here to serve, but yeah. I would just say it, it is, uh, un, unselfish to serve. Yeah. Like it just be unselfish. And there's, you know, somebody, uh, who, who's serving now, she said, you know, I don't love, I didn't love serving in kids ministry before I started serving, serving in kids ministry. But then when I started serving, I was like, man, I actually love this. Like, it's just, it's so rewarding yeah. to do it. So I agree. I would just say, do it y'all. That's most things. And to the younger audience who are looking for these Instagram moments and anything that we're doing, quantity time leads to quality time. Mm -hmm. um, and so when it comes to parenting, like those quality moments, uh, you know, they come from, everybody says it's quality over quantity, it's quality over quantity. Yeah. But quality comes because of quantity time. Yeah. And so, you know, in parenting, spend more time with your kids. You're eventually going to have those quality moments in, in serving, spend more time serving. You're eventually going to have mm -hmm. those moments. And, and, and I do think that's something that a lot of the older generation example for us well, is just yeah. the longevity of serving and mm -hmm. faithfulness. Um, but yeah, I just, I mean, it's just, you said it, it's an opportunity. Yeah. Um, and what are we going to do? You know, I, I specifically challenge our church, you know, we're, the reason we constantly have a push for children's ministry is we keep growing mm -hmm. and we're at one of those places again in the life of our church where we're going to need more volunteers, you know, or we're not going to be able to grow. And um, it's not all about growing in numbers, but if God is bringing them here, mm -hmm. we want to be ready. And so, yeah. um, you know, I, I would just encourage you and most of the people who listen to Boggy Talk are probably dialed in. Yeah. Um, but if you're not serving our church in some capacity or your church in some capacity, yeah. please do. Just do it. You know, and I think bringing full circle, like I, we specifically have some friends who are very pro, you know, family integrated church. Yeah. You know, we want our kids with us in service and that's all we want. And I'm like, that's great. Uh, but going back to our, our series in Galatians, you know, like that's not necessarily the gospel. And if you feel that way or feel or, yeah, or feel like, yeah. no, you don't have, you, I would never go to that church because they don't have kids ministry. Like I understand, but also that's not right. And I think, you know, we say this all the time. Parents are, or should be, or called to be the primary disciples yes, of their kids. Uh, but we are woefully insufficient on our own. Right. And that is why we need each other. That's why we need community. And I think a great reason why we should prioritize kids in student ministry, not because we're, I mean, one, yeah, there is a perk. Like when we go to live fruit, like it's easier to focus because we don't have small children running mm -hmm. around. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. you know, and adults can actually share a little more openly mm -hmm. because there's not a 13 year old in the room listening who may not be mature enough to handle mm -hmm. listening to a, a real situation. There's still um, a 30 or 40 year old in right. that case, but you know, <laughs> very true. Or 50 or 60. Um, but you know, and there, as a parent, you know, I'm talking to my kids about those things, you know, at home, but I think it's just a great opportunity. I think another reason why, why we do it. So any other, anything else you add to that? 
Nah, that's All good. Right. Hey, that's good. Well, hey, let's dive into <laughs> some questions. Question number one is, what do you think of the Jesus Revolution movie? And I would say, I think so much of it that I have not seen it <laughs> I know, yet. I know. <laughs> so, we knew this question was coming uh, and neither one of us went and saw like, it I, I don't have time. Movies. I know. When it comes out, uh, when it's streaming. I, I actually told Christy that I wanted to see it and we three of our kids were gone for a weekend. And she's like, well, go see it. I had a deacon's training and I went to, and she's like, go see it after the deacon's training. I'm like, at 1030 at night, <laughs> I was like, first of all, the Christian stay up that like I'm going to be playing it. I'm going to fall asleep. Go it was like, playing at 1030. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to fall asleep during it. And secondly, I'm going to walk in the movies by myself at 1030 <laughs> at night. Like yeah. going to the movies by myself actually sounds like awesome. Yeah. You know, just the quiet. Like, yeah, you're like, but, but, but not you will at 1030 at night. Oh, I would, yes, I would fall asleep. Sure. No question. Um, yeah. So I, I can't say anything for the movie itself. I've heard people who've seen it who really enjoyed it. Yeah. I did see an interview with Kelsey Grammer, the actor who plays one of the main characters, talking about his experience playing it. That yeah. it was the most meaningful, really the most meaningful acting role he's ever taken how he would just what weep. even it, more than Frazier I know more than Frazier more than Cheers I mean but well, he Frazier was, was on yeah, Cheers that's he true. was Frazier, still Frazier. Frazier he was yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, right yeah. Uh, but he was talking about like it was just the most meaningful experience he's ever had and yeah. he would just you know weep yeah, yeah, times. yeah. So it was, it was encouraging. Uh, you know, I uh, beyond that, you know, I think it's a it's an attempt to represent something. This movie yeah. that did happen. Yeah, and, and it's a movie. Yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be dramatized, gonna be, and right? It's got, not yeah. going to represent the full picture. And, yeah, you know. So honestly, that's all I can say about it. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. and I mean, looking back on the Jesus movement, like I kind of I feel like this is a thread we hit every time. Like some of those characters, even that movie, like. You know, ended up doing some questionable things. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, in the midst of maybe some bad motives, maybe just f Im immature ways, uh, God still did work. Um, I think there is some, there's some, from any, any movement of God, there are things to be gleaned and there are things to to not do uh, again. And so, yeah. uh, you know, and again, in any movie is not the gospel. I do think we have to be careful, like yeah. that um, we're inspired by something, like even the chosen, like, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm not, some people are very anti the chosen. I, I really don't watch it. Um, oh, you should. Uh, so we're a little different, <laughs> you know, it does, it's hard for me. I do think I they take too much liberty with yeah, the text. No, no, and I, I do that. think, you know, um, I, I do think we have to be cautious. Yeah, and, yeah and, you watch it guarded, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And and again, I, I hear the critiques of like, hey, maybe this is very wrong. The liberty they're taking with it, um, I'm not fully there, but 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 I would say, you know, we have to be aware. This is not a movie. This is not the Bible. This is they are taking and expounding mm -hmm. upon it. Just kind of like when I get to the application point of a sermon, like. What, what you know? Hey, this is James talking about how it might apply, and there might be some James in here mm -hmm. that uh, I don't agree with, you know, right. and that's okay, mm -hmm. you know. It's but but what the word says is is right. clear, and like it's yeah. just like it's a it's a movie like this, just like the TV, just like the series chosen. It's a tool, you know, and it there's there's limitations to the tool. Well, uh, depending on who you are, you might mean <laughs> you different might things by tool. calling it a tool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, you know, like we've watched Chosen, we've enjoyed it, we've talked about our kids. Hey, this is this wasn't in the Bible. This part is what they're trying you to know do. the Bible. To yeah, do but that, you though. you're absolutely right, and you can't say that, but you do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's been helpful in some ways for them to visualize some things. Uh, yeah, and understand like even just culturally what things were like. So I think uh, and it just you know you watch that and you're like I just love Jesus. You know. Yeah. Uh, but at least that's how I feel. But right. anyway, um, so yeah, it's a movie. So watch it and 
you know, filter it through yeah, those lenses, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, next question is, uh, what do you think Paul would think? By the way, I have like a hundred other thoughts on that, but we're just going to yeah. move on. So, <laughs> we know. could do yeah, a yeah. series. Yeah, on, yeah. On, Cause episodes. the question wasn't about the chosen. It yeah, was, it was about, about Jesus revolution, Jesus revolution so. which we haven't seen. Yeah. So yeah. End of question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we're probably not going to see anytime soon or yeah, we would have, it's got to be streaming and probably for yeah. free for me to watch it. So, yeah. um, the, uh, next question is, what do you think Paul would think walking into the American church and its services? Um, I think that would vary widely depending upon which service he walked into. He, he would like me right now because I'm reading his letters every Sunday <laughs> like, morning. Wow. Because we're, we're going wow. through Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. <laughs> He'd be like, That's not what I meant. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, in some of the things that Paul would affirm that is happening in some uh, American churches is yeah. that he would affirm. Uh, a devotion to the word, the exaltation of Jesus, uh, the supremacy of Christ. He would, um, you know, in churches where we're practicing the things that he writes, yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah this is great. Uh, in places that are passionate in worship and in their uh, practice of worship mm -hmm. and serving and evangelizing, he would say, great. Uh, in other churches, he'd walk in and be like, hey, guys, have you ever heard of 1 Corinthians 13, orderly worship? There's some things happening here that don't really fall in line with, uh, what I, with orderly worship. I think he would uh, wonder uh, a lot of things about why we do the form that we do, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think he'd probably have a lot to say. Yeah, he'd probably be like, "Why is there cold air blowing in this building?" <laughs> no, it's, it's, um, it's so chilly here. I, I think, I think, I think those are like, what would Jesus think? What would Paul think? Those are great questions to um, start a conversation. Uh, however, I think, I think if we clearly knew. Um, and there are things you can't clearly know, but like I, I, this person's asking more about mm -hmm. style, the yeah. buildings, all that. Like, I, I, I think we don't know. Mm -hmm. And I think we're wrestling through that. Right. And I think there's a tension there because, you know, the, the goal of the, the, the Christian and specifically the Bible teacher is to take the, to bridge the gap between the culture of the new Testament. If we're, we're talking about Paul's letters and the, and today's culture. And so, um, it's not as black and white, you know, as, well, Paul said this and right. it's like, yeah, but okay. But what did he mean by that? And how does that apply today? Um, you know, I, I think it is the challenge of the church. And, and, and I think ultimately like God knows if our heart is aiming to honor him, mm -hmm. certainly, I mean, he would write about our materialism. I mean, yeah, there's absolutely. no doubt about yeah, that. And, mm -hmm. and we're, we're guilty of that too. I mean, you have a app, I, I watch and I mean, what is that? I'm just kidding. I have my, I forgot my announcement. I just I figured it Black today. Friday and it's a series. I, I know. I'm just teasing. Um, <laughs> but isn't it funny how like we have to like, you know, justify right. how little we paid for, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's yeah. a different box. No, too. no. Yeah. That is a different box. But yeah. So I, I think, um, but clear immorality. I mean, yeah. clear, mm -hmm. clear, different preaching of other gospels. I mean, I honestly think he would just say a lot of the things that he said in his letters in scripture, but, contextualized for yeah. the Western church. I right. mean, that's what Paul is doing as he's bridging the gospel to the letters he's writing to the churches and addressing the cultural issues that are happening and he's yeah. placing correcting things. And I think, you know, he would, he would point out ways that we are just like we've been in the book of Galatians where we are running back to the, to, to we're running away from freedom and to slavery again, just like mm -hmm. he's saying in mm -hmm. chapter five, I think he would point out the immorality. He would definitely point out the materialism and he would, you know, tell us, you know, to leverage it all for the kingdom. Just like he did throughout the books of scripture that he wrote. I, I do think he would, 
I do think he would say, Hey, if you're not sharing, um, the gospel, then why, what's the point of you still being on this earth? Mm-hmm. I do think he would say that. Probably, probably really bluntly too. <laughs> yeah. Paul's yeah. Pretty which blunt. that was pretty blunt. Yeah. No, yeah I, I do think exactly like, honestly, I mean, Paul very clearly articulated like the only reason like for to live is Christ and to die is gain. And so mm-hmm. he would rather be in heaven with Jesus, but he thinks God left him here on uh, the account of, you know, yeah. us, the, those who was writing to at that point. And so like, Paul would not be okay with you just thinking like your goal is to live a good life, retire, collect seashells, make sure your kids are set up for college. Like mm-hmm. he would say, why are you not living on mission? Right. And so, uh, you know, I, I guess, so this kind of getting to me, like that's, that's the big, like bother for me as a Christian is like, and pastor is like, how come so few Christians are trying to help others see how great Jesus is? Like, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, someone even said to me the other day, they're like, well, I just, you know, I don't, I don't preach the gospel using words. Mine's more the way I live. And I said, man, I think that that is not in line with the scripture. We could talk about that more of a coffee if you want. And like, I just think a lot of people are just trying to live a good life. Mm -hmm. And, um, the God Romans 10 says people hear, I mean, are saved by hearing the gospel. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that's something that's very clear Mm -hmm. to me. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that's a great question because it, it, it helps us evaluate where we are and what we're actually doing and are we yeah. addressing the things that the Bible addresses. So, um, yeah. Not saying I'm the what, perfect example well, of that. We're not, but. I'm constantly convicted that the faith. busyness <laughs> of being a pastor gets in the way of me being personally evangelistic. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Well, I think, yeah, I don't think anything else added to that. Paul would be blunt and probably say. That's true. Things that it would be said. blood. Um, all right. Last question is this. Uh, you know, we we shared a town hall, uh, the ways that the missions and community outreach teams have uh, you know decided to spend missions overage, but then also part of our regular budget is missions and missions giving and organizations, partners, missions, organizations we're supporting. Question is, how are those decisions made? Uh, I, I asked that question. <laughs> like, how were those decisions made? So, yeah. How did you guys come um, up with this stuff? Yeah, so this is a great question. So specifically for missions and community outreach, we have ministry leadership teams uh, that are all lay people. Uh, and then I specifically serve as the pastoral liaison on those teams. Uh, those teams, those ministry leadership teams. Lay are, people means they're not paid. They're not the paid. They, they are volunteers. They are church members volunteer. who are in the community, members of this church. Yeah. Uh, they all are vetted, which means they all are, you know, people who are making disciples. They are, they simply simplify character, Christ-like character. Uh, they, they are active in the church. They're serving, they're giving, they're reaching, they model, you know, Christ-like life. Um, uh, that those teams really are charged with de- helping develop the direction of the budget. Of course, there's input given by uh, church members and the pastoral staff. Uh, and, you know, I give input to those things, but ultimately they make those recommendations. Uh, so specifically, uh, you know, with, with our missions, like in, in community outreach, we have some missions and community outreach priorities. One is, you know, local and global church planting, missionary support, compassion ministries, serving the orphan, or, orphan widow, the, uh, the poor and the sojourner, and our local engagement. How are we equipping and bridging, building bridges into the community to share the gospel? How are we, how are we sharing our faith? Um, so that's, we try to fall under those priorities. Uh, the teams, you know, we hear requests, vet requests. There's an organization that re- re- 
request assistance or help or partnership. That those teams vet them, meet with them, examine you know their faith, the statement of faith. If, if they're like faith and we feel like we can cooperate them, well, great. Uh, we can support. If not, that's okay. Like God bless you. Um, you know that's 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 really the rundown as far as uh, those those ministry leadership teams do have ministry teams that function under them. So there is a church planting team. That team is again church members uh, who when we are. We have churches that we could support as a church plant. Uh, those leaders or pastors, uh, you know, come to us either you know through local connections or through organizations like the Send Network with the North, North American Mission Board. Uh, they're vetted. Uh, there's a kind of process. We don't just give out the money, but there's a process, and there's mm-hmm. usually and there's also expectations of you know things they should do or mm-hmm. reports they should give. We want to be sure that we're being wise stewards. Um, you know, the same with our missionaries. We ex- you know that we have a missionary agreement with the missionaries that we send or support. That hey, we're, we are providing these funds and here's what you can expect from us in terms of support, but also here's what we expect from you. We expect regular communication. We want to hear how you're doing, you know, those kinds of things. Um, and in the community, uh, you know, we learn of needs and we see if we can meet them. Specifically with the overage, we contacted our missions partners, missionaries, organizations in the community and said, hey, what, what above and beyond needs do you have? God's provided above and beyond for our church. How can we help above and beyond? And we prayed through those needs that we did receive feedback from and just said, hey, what, what can we reach? Uh, what can we do? So, uh, and ultimately that those recommendations were made by, um, those mm-hmm. MLTs. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That is it in a nutshell. And, and, and then they submit that to my list to me. And I said, well, that's not my favorite. So we're not going to do that. No, I'm just Their kidding. Their logo isn't cool. Yeah, I, I, uh, I would say that, I mean, you, you hire, you call pastors to influence the direction of the church through preaching, teaching, leadership, um, relationship. But good pastors recognize that if there's not a council walking around them and and most decisions, um, then the church isn't going to, if they can't lead four or five people to see that, um, then the church isn't going to be on board. And that council kind of helps with, and I mean, we call it ministry leadership teams or ministry teams, but kind of helps with like, hey, what are, what, what is... What is the body hearing? You know, not just what is the pastor hearing, uh, but but I mean, I think ultimately, you know, like our our desire is to hear from the Lord, realizing He speaks through the church, He speaks through other churches, He speaks through um, just what's right in front of us. You mm-hmm. know, um, and a lot of it is what is right in front of us, and and I think we're trying to not do too much, right? But to kind of focus more on a few things, um, mm-hmm. which I'd still say we do a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do, I mean, we focused in a lot more, you know, recently. Yeah. I think that's a great point because we could you know, just, if we just said yes to everything, we would be spread really thin, right, but we right. were in trying to make strategic yeah. impact where, yeah. we're, where we're invested. Yeah. But we're always, we're open. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I mean, the ministry doors. teams. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. anyway. All right. If you have more, more questions about that, Feel free to reach out. We're happy well, to answer. Well, since you didn't come up with a come up with a game, yeah, Justin, I I slacked. It was my way for the game, and then uh, James said, "Hey, what game are we doing?" I said, "I forgot." So, so and I just said how that's not my favorite. <laughs> I think well, a game we play at the around the dinner table uh, with my kids often is "What's your favorite?" What's your favorite? So here's the rules. You ask, what's your favorite? The person has to answer. Then you have to answer. So you can't just ask me something like, who's your favorite person in the church? Because you also (laughs) would have to answer the question. Yeah. You understand? All right. Who's your favorite person in the church? Uh, Christy Ross. Oh, I was going to say Christy Wyatt. Okay. Okay. Good one. Good one. Uh, What is your favorite book of the Bible to read? Favorite book of the Bible to read? I would say 
Colossians. Okay, why? I love why? Colossians because it is just Jesus, Jesus. I mean, well, the Bible is Jesus, but you know, it is. Like, I was going to correct you, but but I I think one because I remember like studying it at some point in college, and it really had a big impact on me. Yeah, uh, and then just every time I go back to it, it's just a reminder of the supremacy of Christ and all things. Yeah, I just I love it. What about yeah, you? Yeah, I would probably say Matthew, just because you're you're just you're just hearing from Jesus. You yeah. know? Oh, wait a wait. I mean, no, I mean, maybe Ro- Romans would be my second, just because yeah. it's such a just reminder of the gospel. But probably Matthew. If yeah. I if I had to take one book of the Bible with me on a deserted island, it'd mm-hmm. be Matthew. Yeah. If, I mean, if you ask me that next week, I may have a different answer, but today it's Colossians. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to go with my gut because I okay. don't want to overthink it. Your turn. Okay. We'll uh, both do five. So that's one each. Okay. Goodness. All right. So your favorite, oh, see some of this I know, and I don't want to ask like your favorite sports team. Duh. I mean, um, yeah, that's lame. Yeah. You know, lame question. your, can we do least favorite too? Is that sure, okay? Is that sure. acceptable? Yeah. Since um, you didn't come up with an idea before. Your now. least favorite church member. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> kidding. A good one. Uh, it's a good one. What is, what's your, so this is probably different. Your favorite book to preach from. Hmm. Hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one. It's hard for me not to say Galatians right now, just because it's been so <laughs> fun. Right. Um, and I haven't preached through all the bu- books of the Bible. Um, but Man, I, it's got to be—it's got to be a gospel, just yeah. because you're teaching the words of you're Jesus. just walking with Jesus and learning mm-hmm. from Him and hearing. Man, I sound like country. Hearing <laughs> from Him. Just what about walking you? Walking with Him, you know. So I don't get to like teach through books of the Bible necessarily, uh, like you know, on a Sunday morning in yeah, that yeah. context. But um, you just usually do Andy Stanley studies <laughs> and that stuff. All <laughs> right, right. Uh, <laughs> um, I would say, so I'm going to like kind of expand this even just like leading like in discipleship or life groups. Um, I really enjoyed uh, going through the book of Mark. Um, like not just when we did Sunday mornings, but teaching yeah, through that. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's, it's Matthew, but concise. It's, it basically, it's a shorter version. And <laughs> yeah. Mark is so like, and then we did this. Yeah. And then we, it's yeah. just leave out all the details. Yeah, it's kind of funny because I'm like. Immediately. Like, <laughs> he says that a lot. Immediately. Right. they. Um, okay. What would be, uh, what's, what's your favorite book? Like just book. If you were going to read this book several times throughout your life, what would it be? Okay. So Christian book, like I, and I have read this book and we'll plan to read this book again. Um, Knowing God by Jab. Okay. That okay. is just, you I may have said that before. I ha- it's just, it's one of those books because like every time you read it, you're probably, you, mm-hmm. you know, but both times that I've read it and I do plan to read it again. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're just, you with space in between, mm-hmm. uh, you're just at new levels of understanding mm-hmm. your relationship mm-hmm. with God. And so it's just cool. I feel like mm-hmm. it's just a very foundational, this is who God is book. I recommend it to a lot of people. Yeah. If you saw a break in the film, it was because he said Velvet Elvis by Rob <laughs> Bell. And then we cut that and out. Then, and then no, I, my kidding. number two was your best life now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, man, it's hard for me not to say mere Christianity. Uh, but probably the book that like timing wise just like spoke to me the most is probably Crazy Love by Francis mm. Chan. Oh yeah. But if good. I was gonna take like one book and reread it over again, it'd be mere Christianity, yeah. you know. So yeah. Non Christian book or you do you read non Christian What is a non Christian <laughs> book? Uh I mean, fiction or even nonfiction books. I, so I would say the book that I read the fastest because I couldn't stop reading it uh, was a book called Just Harry Mer- Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Those are good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not against Harry Potter like some people. Um, I read the book Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson. Yeah. I read that in like a day and a half, and it's th- but I just couldn't stop reading. Yeah. Uh, it. Yeah. He just is a. I mean, he just followed a lot of the um, just 
trials of, of he, he's a defender of, you know, specifically just trying to defend uh, black people in the in the judicial system. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of it, a lot of the cases, the real life cases that happen and some of the crazy mm-hmm. things that happen, happen actually geographically not very far from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the book itself is just very compelling to read. You want to know what is a good fiction book? Actually, it's not good. Is Heaven is for Real. <laughs> it's fiction. <laughs> yeah, it's fiction. It's compelling to read. Yeah, yeah. No, All I right. never read it. Actually, I did read some of it. I read some. No, I read some of 90 Minutes in Heaven, uh, which again is trash. Oh, so, man. sorry. All right, so somebody's like, "Wait, what?" Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's no. This one's no, gonna be hard for me accurate. to answer. Favorite worship song, him or modern? Uh, newer, newer. We're, that's the next question. Is older, but, mm. so you can't ask that next. Like, define new. Like you know, modern, modern era. Like since my children have been born, or before? Yeah, or you know, or since since two thousand. That's that's okay. a, that's a okay. wide era okay. of modern okay. era. Contemporary music. Well, in Christ Alone, when was that? Ooh, that's 2003. Yeah, it's in Christ Some people Alone. are like, I love that hymn. I'm, I know. And then I'm like, it actually, it's written it's in 2003. Yeah, so, in Christ Alone. Uh, yes, hands down. That is my favorite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I actually have, uh, when I left uh, the, pre- the previous church, they actually like did a really cool art piece within Christ Alone. Oh, cool. Framed it for it. was like my going nice. away present. It was really that's cool. Nice. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah shout yeah. out to Cal Boone who made that for me. Yeah. Um, favorite place mm. to go on a vacation? Well, um, that's hard because it can be like generic. Don't like, get to go to like, yeah. It can be yeah, like general yeah. I, like I, environment. I, favorite environment. Well, see, we live at the beach, and I love the beach, but it's not necessarily where I'd go for vacation now since we live there. Um, if I didn't live here, I would say the beach. I, I the mountains. I like I like the mountains. Mm. I do a lot. I like to hike. When I'm in the mountains, not necessarily like, you know, every day, yeah, but when yeah. I'm there, it's fun. I like to, the clean air, the hills. Um, but I also like love roller coasters, which are not usually in the mountains. So no, I would also not. be a thing. Alpine part. coasters? Yeah. <laughs> so I've never been on the one. Only, so the only one, I I, think. the only like Alpine coaster I've ever ridden was actually in China at the Great Wall of China. And wow, I remember thinking, wow. and I remember thinking as I ride this Alpine coaster, like, down from the Great Wall of China, I was like, first of all, this probably isn't really safe. Second yeah. of all, when the people who built the Great Wall of China built the Great Wall of China, did they envision this? They <laughs> like, were trying to keep Genghis Khan out, were, right? Yeah, they were and not And now they can't even keep the tourists, white tourists that's out. They were not yeah. envisioning tourists riding yeah. Alpine coasters. That's so funny. Uh, uh, yeah, I would still say the beach. I mean, I wish it was less crowded. Yeah, but man, just- I do. I love the beach. I can't afford it, but just to like stay in a big house on the beach would yeah, be really awesome. I, I do love the beach. Just walk out on the beach. We go as like, much as we can. Yeah. All right. So least favorite worship song. Reckless love. Yeah. Why? But it sounds Everybody, good. Yeah. It's catchy. But yeah, maybe that's not accurate, but mm. more like Jesus. Oh, <laughs> you, we just saying I like, don't like that song. <laughs> it's it's like make me more like like I don't even know how you do more that falsetto. Like Jesus. More yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh it's you don't see so the like, world like when you go into the bridge part, I just like it does I do not like that song. That's so funny. Uh I, I don't whine. Yeah, you don't whine. You, and when we do it, we don't do it as much now because we've yeah, done yeah. it, you know, it's just kind of spaced yeah, out now. Yeah. You're like, all right, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's some, there's what, what's great is there's some older people in our church because we've sung that song in both services, contemporary and traditional. Who love it. And there, there's some older people who really do like that song. Um, 
And so, what about you? thank you. What's your least favorite uh, modern worship song? Uh, least favorite modern worship. I mean, this is kind of a, a broad, but any song that's like has a long extended oh oh, like where you're supposed to sing. I think that. there's one of those in more like Jesus, isn't there? Uh, but it's just no. It's actually Lord, but it sounds oh, like okay. oh. But oh, any okay. like where it's okay. like they just ran out of lyrics, but this is a great melody, and so they're yeah. just just singing oh. I'm like oh, just yeah. It's not very congregational. I just want to sing words about Jesus. Um, yeah, and yeah. So I would just, that's a broad, um, but there, you know, yeah, that's just kind of me. I don't know how many we've asked. But I think that was four. Okay. Maybe. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah sounds we're, good. we're just going to keep going. All right. This is the next hour of Boggy Talk. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite kit? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> your favorite. What, well, what's your, what's your, that's in the bonus material. That's right. Right. We'll cut yeah. that. It depends on the day, right? Mm, definitely. Um, What's your favorite preacher besides me? Oh, favorite preacher? Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's, you know, that's a great question because I feel like it's changed a lot. Like people that I enjoy listening to, um, man, I don't know now, honestly, because mm. I. Because you sit under my preaching right, every just, week like, and I it all. Yeah, I would yeah. say there's, there different ones for different reasons. Yeah. So, I mean, I do really enjoy listening to David Platt because it's a lot. I mean, it's just scripture, scripture, mm -hmm. scripture. I really enjoy listening to Tim Keller because it, I feel like in his preaching, I'm really challenged to think critically in ways that I probably wouldn't naturally have thought, you know, I mean, after listening to him, I just really appreciate his, his real desire to like his, you know, if you listen to his teaching, it's like, this is the text. This is what it means. It's kind of how you how you teach too, but like this is the text. This is what it means, and here's some practical application for your life and our culture. Mm -hmm. um, and I appreciate that because it's it's pretty straightforward. You know, I used to like people who were like loud. You know, I'm just not there. I can't take people who yell or go mm -hmm. get like too aggressive because. I think I have enough of that in my life. Mm -hmm. So yeah. If if I were to pick one, I guess I would say Alistair Begg. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it hasn't historically been that, but mm -hmm. I really do, I really do think he's a good he's his voice his accent makes him easy to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. And um he's just kind of a good blend of theology and 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 real life situations, you know. So yeah. Anyway. All right. So someone says to you, Hey, I'm about to bring you lunch or dinner. Mm. And they don't tell you where it's from, and it's here in Niceville. Where would mm. you really hope it was from? It could be anywhere. Yikes. Now, so I know the book of James tells us not to show partiality, well, and as pastors, we shouldn't show partiality and like, you know, endorse one restaurant over and over in a local community, but we got favorites. Where do you hope it's from? That's a great question. Um, I'm gonna go outside of Niceville. I hope oh. they drove to Domo. <laughs> oh, Cafe Domo. Because so, I can't, Walton. I can't, I can't do Niceville because we have like restaurant owners that come here. So yeah, all that. Yeah. So I, so I yeah. hope, I hope they went to Fort Walton and brought me Domo or Chipotle. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. I would, I would second both of those emotions right there. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I would say in Niceville. I mean, there's lots of places I would like, but. The Thai Lada out in Blue Water. I love Thai food. So yeah. I would just, I, I would hope it's Thai, thai food. food. And it's, last week. oh man, mm. Thai food is the Sorry. best. So like two weeks ago, or whenever go. that yeah, was. Whenever it was, you were there. It's, it's been a blur. Yeah, it's been yeah, it has been a blur. Oh. All right. Well, I get the last one. All right. What's your favorite way to end Boggy Talk? Uh, my favorite way to end Boggy Talk is usually stuttering and okay. trying to figure out what am I trying to say and then okay. be like, all right, that's it. Yeah. Uh, favorite way to end Boggy Talk. And you thinking you're ending and me saying some stupid comment. And like I said, yeah, yeah. Uh, but okay. hey, if you want any clarification or have more questions <laughs> yes, about what yes. we shared, feel free to reach out. You yeah. can send us a message. Uh, you should have said never. 
Never. Because it's such a joy to spend time That's, with me oh, and connect it, with I the never Boggy want Dog Nation. I, I just want this to go on and on and on and on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think probably just the way we end it. So why don't we do that? Let's do it. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning in. And we look forward to t- being with you next time. <laughs> See, I just I stuttered again. We look forward to with being with you next time. <laughs> again, stutter. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.